Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. I'm excited that you're listening, as always. And my guest for today is Dave. Dave, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm great, actually. Thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate it. I'm excited to have you on because, you know, we have some things in common. But before we get there, tell the community of friends a little bit about who you are, Caribbean country, you represent, and the work you do. All right. Well, first of all, Dave Bentz, born and raised in Milwaukee, but my parents are actually from Jamaica. Uh, my mom was born in um, St. Catherine, actually right out of Old Harbor in a little town in Bartons. She grew up there in the royal area of Jamaica, been there a lot of times. It's actually one of the things that actually helped me do what I wanted, what I'm doing now as far as with my uh, Jamaica and Blue Mountain coffee. It actually inspired me growing up in a rural area. I mean, I remember going there back in the, in the 90s and then going in an area where they grew up at, actually seeing like there's still like outhouses, um, still like ha- actually had to go like um, getting their food off the land itself. And remember she told me how she grew up and you always think about these wild stories, like whatever, it's not like that, but it's actually going there and actually seeing it firsthand is like definitely humbling. Definitely a humbling experience and makes you definitely appreciate it that having her going to the U.S. to actually finding a better way for myself and everything is actually very much appreciated. So um, growing up and actually seeing that experience, so I actually do want to do something for the culture itself. Actually bring that culture, actually represent that culture to the Midwest. So by doing that, um, that's kind of actually I kind of got into Jamaican fair trade and getting into like the Blue Mountain Coffee. Awesome. So you realized that she really wasn't lying, that she wore the one shoe all year <laughs> and the hole was in the shoe yeah. or she wore, she walked barefoot to, sh- barefoot. to school mm-hmm. miles like, and miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everybody you know got that story. Uh, Everybody got did, that yeah, story. Walk down to the river, I'd wash my clothes and walk back and yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely. I'll hear them all. <laughs> you already know. We've, We've all heard them, and they're usually told to us when they feel we've been ungrateful about something. Exactly. 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 (laughs) Yes. All right. So, everybody, what Dave and I share is the city of Milwaukee. Milwaukee is my third home. So, Jamaica is first. Brooklyn is second. Milwaukee is third. Big ups to Milwaukee. My family still lives there. It is a city that people are like, Milwaukee? But, you know... (laughs) You just got to experience it. So when he said he was from Milwaukee, I was like, I got to have you on the podcast. Because when I was going to Milwaukee, I only knew like five other Jamaicans. Um, and most of them were my family. So tell the community what you do with Jamaica Fairtrade. Uh, well, Jamaica Fairtrade, um, what we do mostly is we import Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee straight from Jamaica. Like I said, what inspired me was actually going to Jamaica and actually seeing that um, people are still like living off the land and they're still like everybody. See, the thing about people go to Jamaica who aren't Jamaican, they only do is go to the resorts and then they just stay in the resorts and they just think like Jamaica is just so much paradise and, you know, and this and that. But they never go off the resorts and actually go with the, the people and actually see what's really going on. And, you know, struggling economy. I mean, all the money is made off of what tourism um rum and coffee the funny thing about it when i got into this at first i really wasn't that much of a coffee drinker at all i used to work third shift and i actually used to drink coffee just to stay up 
I can't even call it coffee because it was just so much sugar and cream and everything. It was sugar and cream with a taste of coffee in there. <laughs> <laughs> when I got introduced to Jamaican coffee, is actually I was in Jamaica um, probably like 10, 12 years ago, something like that. It was um, my cousin had a wedding there. I was in the wedding party. And you know when you go in a wedding, the wedding party, you're going out, having a good time and all that. And we were went out, and then um, next morning, you know, had to get ready to do something, practice or something like that. So I wanted some coffee. And then I remember I was like, uh, well, can I get some coffee? And then I was like, I get some cream and sugar and all that. And they're like, oh, you don't need no cream and sugar for that. Just go ahead and give it a try. And I remember just giving it a try. That's my first time. I'm like, I remember I had black coffee before and just waiting for that, like, bitter aftertaste. And then just drinking that coffee there and have no bitter aftertaste. It was smooth. And I was able to, like, drink it just straight black, like, for the first time. So I was like amazed, like, man, this is like really good. I was like, man, I got to get this home. Like, I got to have people try this. It was just a thought then, you know, really didn't have any ground or anything at, at that point. Um, but then like probably like five, six years later, uh, kind of talked it over with my cousin. He has a couple of businesses in Jamaica and just kind of told him what I was thinking. And then started doing some research and actually seeing, like I said, like it's one of the biggest exports from the island. It actually brings a lot of money to the island. And the funny thing about it is like most of it is going to like uh, Japan and Europe and all those. So a lot of those people are actually profiting off of it. So knowing that, I wanted to make sure that when I start doing it, I wanted to do it with a small farm. And so I meant money's going back into the Jamaican economy. So talked to my cousin. He actually shared all the information about the Jack or the Jamaican agriculture. And um I went through them, went on our website, read everything I had to do to get certified, all the certifications. It was it was a long process. It probably took me about like six, eight months just to get certified. And then after I get certified, I um, was able to get a list of everybody who's actually certified through JACRA. And then just went through the list, emailing them, trying to make sure, and then emailing them, talking them back and forth through WhatsApp. So taking pictures and finally found a small farm that, um, was actually able to supply me and then started getting shipments from like 2019 and then it kind of slowly growing since then. And it's been definitely a great experience. Um, I actually went to the farm for the first time last year in November. That was another humbling experience, actually walking the farm. Uh, they actually made us uh, a meal and everything straight from the farm. I mean, they uh, fried the breadfruit right in front of us and then they made some rundown for us too. And then uh, squeeze some fresh lemons from the tree and everything. Funny thing about it is they made it all right in front of us. It's the best meal I had when I was there compared to that, you know, Americanized resort food. <laughs> so it definitely was a great experience. Wow, that's awesome. Your story is bringing back memories because, you know, these are things that when I was growing up in Jamaica, you take for granted. You go outside, you pick the lime, you know, you go outside, you pick the mint off mm -hmm. the bush. You go outside, you're picking the breadfruit off the tree. All of these things we take for granted. So for yeah. you to have that experience and feel like, wow, this is one of the freshest foods or freshest meals um, that I've had. My cousin who lives in Milwaukee just told me this the other day is life is wasted on youth because when you're so young, you don't realize all the things you should be appreciative of until you get older. Exactly. So great story about starting Jamaica Fair Trade and the process to get Jamaican coffee here. So what has been the reception like for Jamaica Fair Trade? And overall, what have you been learning doing business and 
trying to expand Jamaican culture by selling a Jamaican product? Um, I mean, the biggest thing I've learned, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, as soon as they taste it, they fall in love with it. Um, just like me when I had my first experience in tasting it. Like I said before, I mean, you don't have that bitter aftertaste. You wait for that bitter aftertaste. You don't have that at all. So it's definitely been getting a lot of good reception. Uh, the hardest thing is just getting the name out there and get it out there to my right market. For one thing, because Blue Mountain Coffee um, is one of the rarest coffees as well. and one of the world's most seeked after coffees. And it's also grown at the highest peaks of Jamaica. And with it be grown like that, you don't get as much coffee as compared to a lot of other coffee crops. So it makes it even harder to get. So it's grown in a volcanic soil that gives it that unique taste. And with that, you don't get as much crops as well. And with that being so unique in the taste and not being able to get as much crops, the price of it is actually a little higher too. It is like the champagne of coffee. So with that being said, it kind of prices a lot of people out too as well. So you only have like a certain market as well because of that price and everything on the coffee. But it's a great coffee. And just learning about the, the coffee culture and everything has been an eye-opening experience. And then everything too with, uh, like I said, doing business in Jamaica, um, it's, it's definitely been different. Definitely different. I mean, it's a lot slower. <laughs> going through the whole um, process of going you certified. found out man, you found out <laughs> man i'm like like i was trying to get my papers work and all that i'm like can i just um can i just scan it and send it to an email no you gotta mail it you got i need the certified mail thing and everything i was like really <laughs> that, that just kind of threw me off like that's why the process was so long i had to mail forms back and forth and then if i messed up on a form i had to get that mail back and mail it back to me i was like why can't we just and it's an over <laughs> email. But she communicated with me over email, but no, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, it's definitely it's a lot slower process. You found out because yes, it's the same yes. situation when you're trying to do banking. Yeah. And just it's it's just crazy. It's I know wire so money different. and everything and all that. So yeah, it's definitely Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit. So we mm -hmm. talked about Jamaica Fair Trade, it's coffee, it's blue mountain coffee, and it's what's so interesting. The coffee craze is only recent because I didn't grow up like when you said, here's coffee. I'm like, I don't drink coffee. You know, It wasn't a thing like we did back home. So in terms of Jamaica Fair Trade, there's a particular coffee connoisseur, for lack of a better word, that you're appealing to. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about you growing up in the Midwest because people are like, Milwaukee? Every time people ask me, what you doing yes, in Milwaukee? Yes, yes, and I'm just, yes. I got to explain to them yes, yes. what Milwaukee is about. So talk to me a little bit about growing up in the Midwest, Milwaukee, to Jamaican parents and what was life like? That's funny. The funny thing about it, when as soon as you start talking about Milwaukee, Milwaukee, I, it just makes me think like every time I go somewhere else, and the first time I stand from Milwaukee, they were like, is there black people there? That's <laughs> the first thing people say. <laughs> what? There's black people there? The funny thing about it, they don't know, like, there's a lot of black people in Milwaukee. <laughs> a lot of black people. Listen. <laughs> when I first got there, I was like, what? Yes. It's yes. happening here. Yes. I mean, to be fair, you know, Milwaukee County itself mm -hmm. is heavily populated 
black. But when you go out to like yeah, Wauwatosa yeah, exactly. and all those other places, yeah. then it's it's a little different. Yeah. So that's the thing, kind of thing that kind of makes Milwaukee kind of unique compared to other cities. It's very segregated. You go to the north side, you'll see nothing but black people. You go to the south side, you see nothing but Hispanics. You know, <laughs> it's like very segregated like that. So, I mean, it's it's different. I mean, it's crazy because I grew up here, so I go here and I'm kind of used to that. Like everybody stays in their own section. It's almost like the north side is one city, the south side is one city. And then if you go to the north side or the south side, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, like everywhere else, people go all over the city. Like Milwaukee's everybody kind of like stays in their own lane. East Siders, they stay over there with the east side. And then uh, people who are downtown kind of stay to themselves. So it, it, that's the crazy thing about it. I found that when I lived there, we went to the South Side a lot because as Caribbean people, the South Side with all the Hispanics yes. are going to have the stuff that we need to exactly. cook with. You're so right. we You're are right. always going to go to the South Side. Yes, that's where you get all your Jamaican stuff, actually, in the yep. South Side. Because, yep. you know, they got the Puerto Rican stuff there, too. So, you know, it's yep. very similar. They're all from the Caribbean itself. So, yeah. But definitely growing up in Wonky, like I said, the biggest thing compared to other cities is kind of segregated. Like, I remember going to Houston. And, uh, you know, everybody drives from like each side of town or like, but the thing about it's so spread out, they're like, oh, go half an hour this way. You got to go to this, go to this spot or half an hour that way, you know, and everybody's in Milwaukee. They're, they're like, I'm not going anywhere outside like 10 minutes or something like that, you know, <laughs> if it's 10 minutes away, I'm just a little too far for me. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, so that's definitely the biggest experience. And then, like you said, like growing up with Jamaican parents is, definitely a experience as, as itself you know growing up very strict you know that um i mean always growing up and we never hungry <laughs> never hungry my mom was cooking up big big meals on sunday um which you eat for the whole week <laughs> you know since i'm always used to her cooking and um always having good jamaican food growing up with curry goat you know jerk chicken you know and the funny thing about it like Getting having those meals, like you said, just taking that stuff for granted as a kid, because you're like you used to having jerk chicken, curry chicken, curry goat, um, oxtails, just having all that stuff, all that culture all the time. To the point, like I want some McDonald's sometimes. <laughs> to which she answers, McDonald's, yeah, yeah. McDonald's money. Yeah, <laughs> or I make a burger better than McDonald's. <laughs> Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, in terms of your parents, have they yeah. told any stories about adapting to Milwaukee itself? Because I've definitely heard stories. What was their experience coming to Milwaukee as opposed to most Caribbean people are coming to big Northeast cities or they're either going to Florida, they're going to Atlanta, they're coming to New York, or they're going, you know, further up on the East Coast? Uh, the biggest thing what I hear from them was just adjusting to the cold. I mean, yeah. the cold is the biggest thing. I mean, like um, my mom remembers telling me that she never, never had a, a winter jacket and <laughs> just coming here. I mean, and I think she came in the middle of winter with just like a sweater or something like that. And it was just, and it was like five below zero. <laughs> so just, just that having that big culture shock. And um, that was probably the, the biggest thing that she's really, really shared with me about, just having coming from Jamaica, coming to the Midwest. I think the weather is the biggest adjustment for any oh, yeah. Caribbean immigrant, right? But yeah. a Midwest winter is nothing 
compared to like even being in New York or Boston. It is, it's just on a different level. I've experienced winter many, many times in Milwaukee and it's like, ooh, you know, it's, it's bone chilling. But also from a temperature perspective, you know, it gets really cold in the the winters, but it can get deathly hot in the summers as well. There's, there's never really a gray area for for the city. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm just excited to talk Milwaukee with you (laughs) and let the audience hear about Milwaukee or anyone else in Wisconsin. Big up. This is your episode. Um, So before we wrap up, Dave, what do you want the audience to know about you, Jamaica Fair Trade? What are you excited about in the future with Jamaica Fair Trade? All that good stuff. Um, well, definitely, I'm excited about a couple of collaborations with Jamaica Fair Trade that we got going on. Um, I guess you got something going on with a couple um, other entrepreneurs that will be doing something in actually in Milwaukee in the inner city. We're going to be opening up um, a coffee and juice place. It's going to be a Kumba Juice and Coffee. We'll be having Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee, but we'll also be having these like healthier juices as well um, with the community center in the back. So um, that's projects underway. So we're just trying to get more uh, people in the inner city to actually have a healthier lifestyle and a healthier mindset. So getting rid of all the Kool-Aids and the sugars and all that other stuff, trying to push on you know people of color in the inner city and then trying to have more healthier options where you can still have a sweet taste with like some of these healthier juices fruits and stuff like that as well in juices and then also have coffee where you don't have to have all this sugar and all this cream where you can have more like almond milk oat milks and you know just a more healthier lifestyle uh we'll have like a yoga studio in the back community center as well doing stuff with the mental health as well so i'm really excited about that project so um should be open we should be having something early 2023 send the works i'm making it going right now so i'm very excited about that I'm always big about health and mindset, so we, we can do something to actually help the inner city change the mindset. I mean, to make a fair trade, like, like I said, I'm just trying to grow, get the name out there as well. All the coffee connoisseurs, if you're out there, you got definitely got to try Blue Mountain Coffee. It is one of the best coffees you'll ever try. It's like the Jamaican experience in a cup. Just like Jamaica, it's real cool, smooth, laid back, you know. No problem, <laughs> you know. So definitely, um, we're getting a feature right now in uh, Milwaukee Lifestyle Magazine. They're going to start advertising us. That's uh, one of the upscale magazines. So it's kind of get to more of the target market that we're trying to get to as well. Slowly just trying to get the name out there. Uh, auditioning for Project Pitch It pretty soon. So hopefully we can get on there and pitch to make a fair trade. A couple articles coming up in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And actually in the middle of doing a website upgrade too. So, so a lot of couple things going on. So. A lot of things in the life of an entrepreneur and trying Man. to get funding. Oh my Man. goodness. Funding. Funding, funding, funding. It is too bad. rough. Too bad it can't be, uh, we all can came from rich parents, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That the funding aspect Man. of entrepreneurship is rough. <laughs> it is rough. rough. Real rough. That's why we're here, trying to figure yeah, out right. what the resources right. are, you know, right. just just right. trying. And I think what I've learned because I'm going through a crowdfunding phase is that mm-hmm. while funding is hard, 
you need the network for the fundings mm. as well. No, so no, it's just like, no. wait, I was just like, wait, my network isn't as big as I thought it was. Man. I need to, yeah, I need to really expand. Everything shrinks so, up when you're looking for money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. No doubt. So, Dave, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank I know you. we're going to have you back on the podcast. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, for sure, for sure. And definitely when I'm coming to Milwaukee, I'll eel up on Ting. So tell everybody where they can find you, where you are on social, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram or on Facebook at, at JamaicanFT. Facebook, uh, Dave Bent. Hit me up. Go to the website, www.jamaicanfairtrade.com. Check it out. There's a lot of good uh, facts and everything uh, about Blue Mountain Coffee. Have a video and everything about the whole process. And then while you're there, you can also order some of the world's best coffees. Awesome. Awesome. Dave, big up yourself. Big up. Much, big up. much, much success to you and Jamaican yeah, Fair Trade. Appreciate and um, until next time, guys, walk good. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com or find us on all social media platforms at carryonfriends.com.